0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Idol Chatter. We are a Survivor fan podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Ashley. We're your hosts. And typically, we recap the live episodes of Survivor as they come out. We drop our episodes the day after the show. But in this extended stay-at-home period where we don't have new seasons of Survivor to look forward to, we're working our way through some of the old seasons Right now we are watching season twenty nine blood versus water two. And we're we're doing recaps about that. And it's been really fun to revisit the old seasons. I'm not that I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it, but it, it's funny how I always I always had to ask the question of when did this come out? But even though it's less than 10 years ago or five years ago, I don't know, it could be either. Um it, it really mm-hmm. I don't remember every episode. I remember the broad strokes, but I don't remember who won what challenge or who backstabbed who. So it's really fun to revisit.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I have seen this one since I think it was in 2014 that this came out. So um, I have, I have seen it since, but again, I still don't remember. For example, I was blindsided last week when Jeremy was blindsided and sent home. That's, that's where we, uh, that's where we're going to start this episode today.
0: Hashtag blindsided. And just, if you're joining us for the first time, if you've only caught a couple episodes, who knows? Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. And towards the end of the episode, we'll share some of our weekly luxury items, which are just TV shows or whatever that we're into. That's always one of my favorite parts. So if you're somebody coming here just from me bugging you on Instagram, feel free to skip to the end for that. Uh, cause I have. Oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about Dancing with the Stars. I know.
1: It's it's been a real interesting two weeks with, with that coming into our lives. I'm excited, too.
0: I know. And I also wanted to say at the top of the episode, just to do my due diligence here, if you enjoy this, if you've enjoyed our episodes before, I would so love if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's super easy to do. We love reading them. For instance, I loved this one, that username PP Braxton pp left us that says so funny and a great way to pass the time on my quarantine walks the hosts are excellent i need podcasts where the hosts feel like my friends and these hosts hit that 100 percent. that's all i want that's i feel the same way about the podcast i listen to like i love when we yeah. have inside jokes together
1: but um, I, haven't see, so, wait, I haven't i haven't seen you that yet that's so sweet
0: yeah, it left on a uh, it wasn't was a September so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Aww. new one. So we I like we read them all and we sc- we screenshot them and send them back and forth to each other and it's it's the highlight of my week when I get a new one so deeply appreciate it would love if you could if you could keep it up. Um, uh, but now that that's out of the way, let's get into it this episode is called this is where we build trust we are at episode 10 y'all so we we're we're in the thick of it we've made the merge and this is like not that the beginning of this season felt slow but man is there a difference between pre and post merge
1: seriously i know just like the pace like you really just don't know what's going to happen and everything that does happen it just carries more weight
0: yeah, it's 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 really good. So we we get into it and we're we're getting the little recap from Jeff. No idols have been played 10 episodes in. How crazy is that? Like I knew that no idols had been played, but it's wild when you think of it in that context.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'll, not to mention, I mean, Keith has had his idol for a really long time. Yes, he has. And, John, and then I mean, John's had his for, you know, a, cu- a couple episodes, I'd say. But yeah, Keith's had his forever. He's been holding on to it. It's they, day. I think it's day 24, I would yeah. have to say. Because when they go to Tribal, it's day 26. So have yeah, 24 days and no idol play yet. That is very interesting.
0: Jeff also reminds us that there is one idol out there that has not been found. Natalie and Baylor are kind of sharing the clue right now to it. Mm-hmm. So we pick up after Tribal where Reed, who was kind of on the chopping block last week he was spared and as you mentioned jeremy was blindsided went home and the group is coming back to camp and everyone's pretty shocked we start right on out with a quote from our fave guy keith nail he says that was a biggie reads a gamer he plays and he knows how to talk to folks and figure stuff out mathematic numbers and all that mess all above me (laughs)
1: I was I, I know I, I took away that was a biggie and mathematic numbers and all that mess., uh, but it's true. I mean, Reed really managed to pull it out last week. he was he was definitely going to go home,
0: yeah. He turned it around, and we we are finally getting into this more strategic, more twists and turns, the survivor that we all know and love. it's It's really good to see. But now Reeds, he needs to figure out, okay, how do I take that and propel myself forward? How do I go deeper in this game since I made the big move? And he starts thinking, again, we're like less than five minutes into the episode at this point. And he's like, I need to target John because he is the alpha right now and couldn't agree more. like for for a while, if you listen to some of our older episodes of this season, I I, I was poking fun at John a little bit, right? When he would be like, I'm controlling this game. I'd be like, oh, are you? But like, truthfully, he kind of was. Like, he's done pretty well. And I I say that especially in the context that these like, to use his words, alpha guys, like they're often targeted first for being Mm -hmm. strong in challenges. And he's really skated by in that sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, him and Jacqueline too, like the power couple, it's like, why, why are they never on the chopping block? How did they set themselves up in such a way where people are vying for their votes instead of seeing them as a threat? It is kind of weird. I mean, obviously everyone's time comes eventually unless you make it till the, to the final three. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out for those two. Um, but yeah, so Reed is pretty much, you know, do I stick with Alec, Ethan, Wes, or do I go with John? But really John is the alpha, so he does need to go.
0: So then Natalie is talking to Missy, Baylor, John and Jacqueline, that whole group. And she tells them that she feels blindsided and she feels like she can't trust them. She's, she's kind of specifically talking to Missy and Baylor were her core allies along with Jeremy, but John and Jacqueline are there too. This was kind of a weird moment though, because John tells Natalie, no, listen, it's cool. I have an idol and I'm telling you because I trust you. And he's trying to use that idol to build trust.
1: Yeah, but you could have done that before. Well, I mean, I guess she would have maybe stopped Jeremy from getting voted. I don't. I don't know. I I get what he's trying to do, but I still wouldn't trust him. And and Natalie doesn't. Really. No, she doesn't.
0: And I I never like when somebody tries to use an idol that they personally have to give a feeling of collective security because that's for you. Like when when somebody's yeah. like, oh, we we have an idol. It's like, well, we don't. It's in your pocket. Uh, so Natalie says she basically wants to avenge Jeremy by getting rid of John and I'm here for it. I love a good revenge story.
1: I'm here for it too. Yeah. She wants to give John a taste of his own medicine and I am here. I am here for it. I, John needs to go. It's not, it's not interesting. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not interesting anymore. John and Jacqueline being untouchable.
0: Well, it's not, I w- we will come back to that because I don't, again, it's so hard to try and go in order in chronological order of the episode, but I lo- I loved me some jobs. Did you just hear that? Was it Rigby? Yeah. She just did her shaky shake. I heard, I did hear the shaky shake. <laughs> That's what we call it. We go shaky shake.
1: <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is actually, sorry to, to get off topic. I, I will pick it back up at John and Jacqueline. This is my first time recording in my new office. Very Which exciting. is very it is very exciting. but Rigby, Rigby is my dog, if you don't know, and she is in here too. So I, I did love me some John and Jacqueline towards the end of this episode. There was a really nice moment, and yeah, we'll get into that. that. i I would say, you know, I love John and Jacqueline as humans. I love following them on Instagram. I love their journey. But I, I think that the story that we've always told here, the opinion that you and I both share, is we love an underdog and when people are just doing exceedingly well we are bored I am I I am bored and also a little turned off by
1: you know it's not it's not even so much Jacqueline that's bothering me John's getting cocky he's yeah. he's been a little cocky and yeah. I that doesn't make me as a viewer not that really not that my opinion matters you know I'm not giving you a million dollars it's beyond my control but me as a viewer I'm not rooting for you at this time
0: and there's, there's, it's not necessarily a dig, right? Because I'm sure if I was like a super in shape, attractive, successful person, young person with a beautiful girlfriend that we had a fantastic relationship and I was doing really well at Survivor, like I, trust, I'd be cocky too. I get it, but it's time to move along. I'm, yeah. it's, it's getting boring. But anyway, getting back to Natalie, we see her at one point in the middle of the night, get up, trying to look for that idol she she is going after it and I, I respect that. She doesn't find it this time, but maybe she'll find it later.
1: We'll just have to wait and see.
0: <laughs> so we get to the reward challenge, and this looks like a pretty heady challenge, right? We have two teams who can do a schoolyard pick and they're gonna die we've seen we've seen this before, and you know what this gave me PTSD flashbacks too, Ashley. What they did something, if not this exact challenge, they did something very similar in a recent season. I'll say it once we get to it. Okay. I I don't know. It's not jumping out at me. I don't know that it would have jumped out at me either, but I did watch this with Matt. If you're new, Matt's my husband and he remembered it, but okay. So we got two teams and they're going to start on a platform and one at a time, they're going to dive into the water uh, they're gonna jump off they're gonna go up this platform, jump off of it. As they do, as they jump off, they need to grab this key. And that gave me PTSD to the challenge in Winners at War when oh. Adam was doing this again and again and he couldn't get it.
1: He eventually got it. He eventually he did. did. <laughs> he did No, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is like this 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 one happens a lot. Yeah, no, I know that that was kind of kind of an awkward moment, but he did remember eventually get the key more than And that's more than some people can say.
0: Yeah, it's true. So they get, they're going to get this key and then they are going to get some puzzle pieces. And then they're going to bring those puzzle pieces. This is, whole thing is in the water. They're going to bring those puzzle pieces to this platform at the, at the opposite end. And then once everyone's there, they have to use these keys that they got to unlock the puzzle pieces and then build an actual puzzle, which is like this, like big, big old statue. Mm-hmm. And the reward, this this reward is different and this reward very much gave me uh, Ethan Survivor Africa vibes because it's an it's a goodwill ambassador reward that they used to do in a lot of the early seasons that we don't see a ton anymore. Yeah, but we don't
1: always see this now. We don't always go. see this
0: because how many times can you visit like the same like Fiji community, yeah. I guess? Yeah. But the mean, reward...
1: they, they could they could do it every time. But <laughs> they
0: could. the reward is that they're going to bring a, a baseball equipment to a bunch of kids because baseball is really big there. And, you know, they'll also get some baseball food like hot dogs, potato chips, corn, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty it's a pretty cute reward. I think this is, you know, I, I would I'd probably prefer something like this over like, a bunch of steak and pizza that I'm just going to like have to poop out anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The taco bar seemed pretty nice. That was but, pretty nice. But no, honestly, I will say
1: I, I'm a big old sap. I feel like I would like cry at the faces of joy or cry at the joy on the children's faces. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I actually have initially when I hear about it, I'm like, that's cute. But then when I saw it, I have some thoughts, but again, I'm going to save them for later. Mm-hmm. So there's a schoolyard pick, and on yellow, we have Reed, Alec, Jacqueline, and John, and then on blue, we have Missy, Baylor, Natalie, and Wes, and Keith wasn't picked. How do you like that? Which, honestly, I don't know. I feel
1: like Keith is pretty good at challenges. Like, you know, why did Missy get picked? Like, it, it's definitely like... I it's nepotism did Baylor pick her like I, you
0: know his- I have to believe it was something like that because not in a blue moon would I pick Missy over Keith I, I feel like Missy's pretty pretty weak at challenges Baylor is not like super fantastic although she won immunity last week but that was like a weird footstuff challenge <laughs> I think it could it could, it could have been yeah it could but Missy or Baylor must have been a captain there is is my only explanation for that
1: yeah Eh, I don't know. I, I feel, oh no, John and Jacqueline. Yeah, I was gonna say John and Jacqueline are on the other team though. Yeah, like
0: who picked them? I don't know. Maybe Natalie. But let's dive in, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> the blue team, Wes starts out and he has an early lead, but it's really not by much. At this point, we learned that once the first person gets to that end platform, they can then use a buoy to pull the second, third, fourth person to the end platform so Mm. the first person has like the hardest job because they got to swim all the way with those puzzle pieces uh anyway it it, it's it's really neck and neck throughout when we get to the last swimmers they're still very close but alec who's on yellow again where has alec (laughs) gone well (laughs) i will say he alec i was actually like it was it was alec
1: and natalie so i expected natalie to like you know Buck is a very fast swimmer. He's from Florida. Yeah. I feel like he's a water baby. You know, he like grew up in the water. I bet
0: he ends up pulling ahead, and we get a really good moment of Keith watching from the sh- the sidelines and just shaking his head at the blue team. Uh,
1: that's right. Maybe if you'd pick Keith instead of uh, Missy or Baylor, you wouldn't be in that position, blue team.
0: Yeah, but so everybody on yellow they get their puzzle pieces unlocked pretty fast. Blue struggling a little. And Yellow just, they it's a blowout. Yellow wins.
1: Yeah, they have the whole statue before Blue even has, like, their first puzzle piece or something, I think, right? They just, like, couldn't get the locks un- unlocked.
0: Uh-huh. And then, Baylor's crying. What else is new? I hate crying on Survivor. I'm so cold-hearted. I know this, but I just can't stand it. And she's crying. Ooh, because... uh, you can
1: cry about, real like... You can cry about real stuff. Like some tears are okay. Like when Jeremy cries about his, fa- like talking to us, you know, us, the audience about his family, like sure. you'll, you'll accept that. Right.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't mind that. But in this instance, Baylor's crying because her mom hasn't won a reward yet. And it's like, well, then maybe I should have s- swam faster. Like, I don't, I, is it, I, don't,
1: I don't, I don't know. know.
0: I, know, I was put off by it.
1: Yeah, same. I wasn't I wasn't feeling sympathetic. But Reed, apparently, is feeling sympathetic. And by that, I mean, just like he said with Natalie and Jeremy giving up their reward last week for John and Jacqueline, you know, obviously to secure their spot in the game. And it didn't work. It did not work. See, Jeremy getting voted out. Reed decides to give up his spot for Missy.
0: Right. And he mentions a little bit later that the reason he does this is because he, with them gone, he can get the ball rolling on getting John out. And that mm-hmm. is so smart and so strategic. Well done. Yeah. Ruth. Definitely. I mean, but at first I was like, wh- where is he going with this? Mm-hmm. Same, same.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, also, by the way, they decide to send West to exile. Yeah.
1: Um, which it's really funny because, you know, that we'll get there eventually, but you know, when we go to the immunity challenge, and then the person returns from exile, I, in that moment, I was like, "Oh wow, they didn't even bother showing no. what's in exile. No
0: content. No they content didn't. to be
1: seen." Like,
0: yeah, sorry, they, Wes. They had to save all their footage for the the reward, where which which is what we see next. We see everybody having a great time, and okay, look, I I have a tendency to get so boxy here i don't know i i just okay this is i'm just gonna say it this felt a bit cringy to me seeing it play out it felt a little bit like white saviory. did you get that at all oh yeah i mean i i I know i know
1: what you're saying like
0: right and I, i understand that it's it's a 40 minute show and it's not like we have to settle with a clip but it's just, I don't know. I don't like when these like children of color are like essentially being used as a prop. You know what I mean? yeah, like, their're smiling faces. We see Missy putting a baseball cap on a little kid's head and then they're watching baseball. And I well, don't the know thing it, about
1: it. Well, the thing about it is is I do not doubt the children are benefiting from getting the baseball equipment. and I don't doubt they're happy. But, like, we don't need to see like these survivor contestants that also themselves literally did nothing. To make this happen right you know like to see them enjoying it and like oh wow look at how look at how they live we're bringing them such yeah no i mean that it's kind of like good came of it but do i need well, to see it on tv and see them being celebrated for it no
0: yeah and again it, it this this gave me because i've been doing these older season rewatches in my spare time and I mentioned that it gave me very like Survivor Africa, Ethan vibes. And it, it, and it did. But the, there was such a difference in editing and storytelling in those earlier seasons where when I think about, you know, the, the thing there was like Ethan. And I, I believe it was uh, what was that guy's name? I'm so I'm so bad. What does he look like? He was like the, the like it was his name, Lex. Lex. Like, I, was know, would, I, to I would yeah. be like does he look like a badass? It's Lex. <laughs> yeah, and I was, untru- okay. like, I'm familiar with Lex. I re- I did. He did um, one of those Entertainment Weekly survivor surveys of what he's been up to since the show, and I read that very recently. So he's fresh in my mind. But for some reason, I just blanked. But they, I believe, it's like they go to like you know an, an African village and they they end up like playing soccer with these little boys, and it's just like there's there's more time dedicated to it where you can see them forming real connections and you have you know this real talk with ethan about how it made an impact he i think he like made a whole foundation based off of this and there's just more time on screen dedicated to the moment that it doesn't feel like they're just dropping in dropping out using it for footage and packing up and i understand that the show's evolved we got to see the strategy we got to see the conversation we got to see the gameplay but i think as we enter this new world where people are, like, thinking about shit like this, they need to be more mindful with how they portray interactions like this one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just in general,
1: like, I I can't remember where I was reading something recently where it's, like, these, like, missionary, like, trips, you know, people go on where they, they build a schoolhouse for someone and they, like, build, like, a shoddy school instead of, like, paying the money for, like, these, like, you know, like white Christian kids to go down there, why not actually use the money for good and have someone that actually knows how to do construction, build something.
0: You know what I mean? Right. I am like, I like, I do. And I don't, I know I. what you're saying makes sense to me, but I haven't looked into that, but that, yeah, I was,
1: I was, I, I can't, I can't remember where, where I read that recently and it, it does make sense because it's like, hmm? it's like really you're paying or you're raising money for this experience for you to do good so you're getting something out of it more than like they're actually truly benefiting from it so it is kind of like self-serving
0: yeah but it was just something that i wanted to pause and think about and you know i was so inspired in from our conversation that we had with Bryce a couple episodes ago if you if y'all haven't listened to it i encourage you to go back and and listen because it was so good and you know we talked about we talked about it in context of you know should we watch season 28 with you know the cops are us theme. And Bryce had encouraged us to just, when something doesn't sit right, you don't have to know why it doesn't sit right. And you don't need to be able to articulate that perfectly, Mm -hmm. but you can just talk about it and work it out as you go and just acknowledge that, Hey, something doesn't sit right. And I'm dude, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to take that advice to heart and put it out there. And I don't want to like, I mean, I do, but I don't, I don't want to try and like make I don't I want to be able to enjoy this show without being so critical but I I just had to bring it up because it didn't sit right
1: yeah no that that totally makes sense I think I think that I've been feeling that way for like a while when I see stuff like that so it's like almost like I'm numb to it I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm 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 when I see that I'm never like oh wow like that's so great they're doing you know I don't get that I just I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of numb to it I'm like oh yeah here we go yeah but we and do hope, see
0: them. I hope the kids. I hope. I hope the kids had fun. Me too. Me too. And we we do see them uh, having popcorn, having hot dogs, pretzels. At one point, okay, there was a beverage that appeared to be like orange soda. Did you see that? I missed that. I love orange
1: soda. Uh, me too.
0: Oh my god, I love orange soda, and it's something that I never ever ever think to purchase in mm. the store. And orange soda. I'm I'm getting like very in the weeds here. But Orange Soda has been on my mind because, as I've mentioned, I've been binge-watching One Tree Hill. And if you recall, in, like, seasons two to three, they have some kind of sponsorship deal with Sunkist. Oh, my and God. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And, like, all the characters will be, like, wearing, like, SunKissed t-shirts. And Sunkist is, like, sponsoring concerts at Trick. Sorry, I'm getting so in the weeds. But anyway... I haven't bought it and I've been craving it for a few weeks. So I think that's just why I spotted it like in a very like quick, quick flash of the episode. Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes too, like I like when I feel like Jeff sometimes like on rewards, they'll be like soda and sometimes survivor sponsored. Sometimes it's not, but you know, when they have those glass bottles and like some of them are like yes. orange and some are green, I'd be like, which one would I pick? Like the orange one, obviously, but you know what I mean? They look so good. Oh, like orange. in the bottle with no label.
0: Yes, like it looks like it's been washed up on the beach. That's what I yeah, want. I, I want to buy my orange soda and make it look like that. We we can. I think they make bottles like that. They also get some ice cream that looked pretty good too. I
1: I haven't eaten yet today, so I I definitely am now thinking about orange soda and yeah, and, and maybe some ice cream.
0: They yeah, because I remember it was one of the early seasons I was watching. They had a Mountain Dew sponsorship, so it was like ice cold Mountain Dew. Which, you was... know, I feel,
1: like I, I feel like if I was on the island or something and I hadn't like had anything sweet, that would be okay. But honestly, like I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fourteen year old boy. I don't want any Mountain Dew. I would drink it though.
0: And I'm gonna get to this in my luxury items, but this isn't going to be one of them. But I one of the seasons that I recently finished was Survivor. Amazon didn't care for it as a whole but they have a they have a coca-cola challenge too and they get a bunch of coca-colas oh i would be down for that wait
1: can i just say something that's just Mm -hmm. like so interesting to me i i used to work with this um this woman and she was like okay you know how people are like oh like if you just cut soda out of your diet you'll lose weight and i'm like soda's not like in my everyday diet like i might like I mean, especially like if I if I go out drinking or something, like the next day I'm like, oh, I want like a large McDonald's fountain soda. Like mm-hmm. that really that really will hit the spot. But I'm not like someone that's like, oh, I'm drinking multiple cans of soda a day. Right. Like, same. I feel like a lot of people aren't. Like I don't know. I, I don't soda really for me is a treat. Yeah, like I don't really know anyone that like drinks that much soda regular. Like even like in my household, like my parents, like. They buy some like diet coke and like we drink a lot of seltzer. But like when I was a kid, I used to have to get diet coke in my happy meals. My mom was like soda's empty calories, which I mean it's probably like pretty harmful. Because now I'm like I've definitely like I, I definitely feel I don't feel good when I drink a soda. Thanks, mom. But um, I used to work with this woman that was like, oh yeah, like I'm addicted to Mountain Dew, and I was like, ha ha. You know you're like I'm addicted. Like no, I think she would drink like maybe like six Mountain Dews a day. Like I'm not wow. kidding. And then she's like and she and she was like bigger and she, then she stopped drinking Mountain Dew and she like lost a ton of weight like right before my eyes. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I, what, what what should I cut out? Like, that crazy. Sorry, that's very tangenty. But the the Mountain Dew thing just like triggered me. I don't know. People love it. Not for me.
0: Yeah, I so, soda to me as a treat once in a while there's something called I want to say it's like I get it at Sprouts grocery stores which I know you don't have one near you but they have this like soda that it's kind of clear and it's like tastes like soda but it's clear and it's more like a seltzer but they have this like I think it's called like I want to say it begins with a z but yeah yes it's Zevia.
1: yeah it's like soda but it's sweetened with stevia
0: yeah okay
1: so it's not like chemicals like aspartame or like sucralose like in diet coke
0: it's like a natural, like sugar free. They You'd have uh, yeah. They have a a grape soda that I that I really enjoy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, where where were we? Well, I'll tell you where we are. So they're watching they're watching the baseball game, they're eating their snacks, and you see them kind of looking at the children, longingly and smiling, having fun. And I'm like, is this where we're gonna talk about um Jacqueline's fertility struggles right and yeah yes, we are, the answer is yes we are and this is just like a really from inch- john's from john's point of view though of course it's so sweet and so moving he says jacqueline has something called mrkh it's something like one in four thousand women have it was that is that the hmm. correct stat? i think that is what he said and, you know, he, he's the way he talks about her, it's just so beautiful and so loving. And in this moment, I was rooting for them so hard. Like, he says something like, you know, Jacqueline, you know, isn't going to be able to have children. Her, You know, like, she can't. I, I want to be careful about the language I use because she can't, like, physically have children, right? But she can yeah. still have children. You know, so... She, and she, he says, you know, we have a lot of love to give, and it doesn't matter if it's an adopted child. You know, I met this woman that I love, and she's great, and she is, she's the best. And you know, I'm not gonna walk away from her because she can't, she can't have children biologically. And I, in this moment, I just loved them so much, and I loved John, and I was like, this is a stand-up dude. This is how every woman should have their man talk about them. You know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna agree in that. John does love Jacqueline so much and that
1: is really sweet and he he's is sticking by her side. But at the same time, like, okay, no, I was tearing up. It was the thing. I was like, I, I was getting very emotional like for them and about it. And I was like, that's so nice. But then like, conversely, I was like, I can't believe that would even be an issue that if someone wouldn't be with the person they love because they can't biologically give them a kid. Then I was like, that would be so fucked up. So like, yeah. is it that praiseworthy? Like, but no, like, I'm, I'm not denying their love. I was crying about it. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that sucks yeah, that it's... that would even, even be a consideration. Like, that, oh, for, for sorry, sure, Jacqueline, I can't be with you anymore because you can't have children. Like, that oh. would be so, that would be so terrible.
0: It would be. And I'm, I'm just so happy that their love is thriving, at least as far as I can tell. I love following both of them on Instagram. And right now, they're actually in the the thick of a fertility journey where I believe they have a surrogate. They've uh, please excuse my language I know I'm not getting any of this right but they the surrogate they have some viable embryos going right yeah like she, she's
1: there's there's a certain period like you have to wait before you like can say that she's pregnant she's definitely like fully pre- I, I think she might be like eight weeks pregnant. like she's she's definitely like things are progressing as right. uh, you know as, things are looking very good so far you know, so she, good she, she, yeah
0: and I, yeah, I just admire them so much for sharing this journey too, because I, 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 I don't know. I'm like, it, it, there's just there's so many things about fertility and pregnancy and being a woman that are just not super openly discussed, and yeah. it can make you feel, I imagine, very alone in the things that you go through and. You know, I think there's just a lot about like femininity and and being a woman that is so tied to fertility and in, in perhaps like perhaps and not perhaps definitely in an unfair way sometimes. And I, I just I really admire them for sharing every step of the journey with people because they definitely don't owe anyone that. And it's just, yeah. I think it's just very beautiful to see
1: also choose like the losses that they've you know they've they've Mm -hmm. had surrogates before they've had they've been through this before so like you know they were clearly very nervous going in this last um i don't know what to call it
0: implantation cycle go around attempt
1: yeah so they were very nervous but things things seem to be going really great for them so yeah like it's hard to be that vulnerable and like put yourself out there we're trying this and then you know it's not working. And I believe Jacqueline actually has a YouTube channel too, documenting everything more in depth than she does on her Instagram stories or you know on her on her grid. So if anyone wants to check it out, follow we'll link it in her. the show notes. yeah, follow her on YouTube.
0: So back at camp, <laughs> uh, Reed is he he says basically he needs to have a come to Jesus moment with Keith because yeah. he's like, I don't really know if Keith understands. The intricacies of the game. And he's going to try... I, I want to say he's going to try and help him out, but it's really not... It's it's self-serving. He needs Keith and Wes to vote yeah. with him. He tells Keith, look, everyone's convinced you have an idol. Now, everyone's convinced he has an idol because Reed went through his bag and told them. But that's beside yeah. the point. <laughs> he says, everyone's planning on splitting votes between you and between Wes. So... Reed and Alec need to vote with them so that they can be a strong, solid four and then they can take out John, right? Because if the other votes are divided, four is going to be stronger than those set of votes divided.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Keith says, (laughs) he says to us, and this is the one that I had to pause and go back because I couldn't understand what he said at the end. He says, that's a good plan. We can get out the ringleader and I still won't have to play the idol, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully is right.
0: See... Now I'm kind
1: of wondering. I wonder why they don't target someone else and not John. Because I feel like John's the obvious move if you're going to target anyone from that alliance. Who
0: would you target? Maybe Jacqueline. Mm, but I, I think their concern is that like. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a really good point because I think everybody is really underestimating Ja- I think that the reason that they don't is because I think everybody is underestimating Jacqueline.
1: That's true. But I, but maybe just seeing it more of a numbers game that if those four stick together and just take out one of their numbers, you know, and then they would still maybe have Keith's idol too. I don't yeah. know. That's a, a good point. This thought is just coming to me now. Not this, What this wasn't happening when I was watching, but I'm kind of like, John knows that he's going to be the target most likely of the other, the other Alliance. So
0: I don't know. It's a good question. Meanwhile, Natalie is like, all right, Baylor, we need to find this GD idol. They're looking for it. They know it's about 10 feet from camp or something like that. They end up finding it. So Natalie and Baylor both know now, this is this is a pretty cute moment. Natalie, yeah. she's she's excited. She says finding it is exactly what you think it would feel like, and she calls it her twenty. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I know. I, I was happy for her. even like bail like her and Baylor like doing their little happy dance was cute. Like it. I was thinking again. I was thinking about this in this moment too. I actually Baylor and Natalie together. I'm not hating it. No. I'm not hating those two as a pair. I really think. Any of the contempt that I may have is really coming from couples. It's couples together having too much power. And they're, okay, Keith and Wes, they're not really doing anything. So them as a couple is not going to offend me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like rattled by the two of them. But Missy and Baylor and John and Jacqueline, I think the fact that they get two votes pretty much And then they're kind of making moves that I might not like. That's what kind of makes me not like them. But seeing Baylor just on her own with Natalie,
0: I don't hate it. That makes sense. You've said before that you would love to see Baylor come back and play on her own. Yeah, I would. So Natalie's point of view now is she thinks it would make sense to take out Reed first and then take out John because in doing that, they would be preserving the numbers for the females for the girls. Yeah.
1: And I think that makes a lot of sense because like as Natalie said, Reed is so scary. And he is. She she said something, you know, he's good at challenges. He makes stuff up to get the target off of him, which I mean, worked great for him last week. So it's very true. I feel like Keith and Wes besides the fact that Keith has an idol, they really aren't dangerous. Like they maybe could win an immunity, but they're not really thinking that much. So right. I feel like Reed is a better
0: target. It makes it makes sense. Oh, for sure, for sure. He is, he is playing. He's having, you know, the, the run of his life. Yeah. But now it's time to get to the immunity challenge. Come on in, guys. This is, right. yeah, like you noted before, they didn't show Wes on Exile, which was, I, I, I guess there's just not anything to contribute to the story there. Yeah, and I guess, like,
1: I don't know. I'd like to think he might look for the... like. I guess he's not really in the loop, so he doesn't know John has it. Mm-hmm. So he probably did look for it, but I guess we as an audience know it's not there. And right. Wes, Wes, Wes just isn't really that interesting on his own. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bud.
0: Yeah. So this challenge is pretty straightforward, which we love. You're basically... Your back is up against this pole and your arms are going to be above your head holding onto a handle, a a small handle, and then your feet are balanced on this very, very little ledge, perch, whatever you want to call it.
1: So uncomfortable. Ugh.
0: I would like to note that Jeff mentions that it is based and measured on their height. So it's equal to all. And again, if you watch some of those earlier seasons, you'll see that they don't really do that. And it ends up being easier for some than others. So I just thought that was a nice touch. And I I liked that he mentioned it.
1: Again, Tangany, there's ones where you have to put your feet on a perch and then gradually go down to a smaller one and then gradually Mm -hmm. go down to a smaller one. And that's not fair, like, for a girl that's, like, a size 6 and then a guy that's a size 12. hmm Like, I don't know. I hope they take that into consideration.
0: Right. Going forward. So, it seems like a pretty straightforward challenge. Everyone's up. Everyone's going. But then, mm-hmm. Jeff brings out a plate of food. And it's one of those challenges where... He's going to bring out this food and tempt people to step off. And this is always so interesting to me because on the surface, it's like, okay, well, who's going to be tempted by food? But if you go a little deeper, it speaks to who feels comfortable enough in the game that they're okay walking away from immunity to have a little snack. Yeah. And seven
1: minutes in Mm -hmm. after Jeff, brings in the plate of candy which really like candy I don't know like I I don't think I would step down for candy let's be
0: specific it had chocolate it had gummy bears it looked maybe like some sour sour gummies like it did look good but you're right I I would be I would want something hearty right I'd want a plate of pasta I'd want a burger yeah pizza
1: wings like I don't know I feel like I feel like I would. I see that candy and I'm like, oh, I just feel like shit after I ate it. Like, and then I'd have to be on this island, like, mm-hmm. dying. I don't know. But uh, someone does step down for the candy. It's Who John.
0: It's John. John steps down for the candy. And I think, you know, Keith sums it up pretty nicely. He's like, because, you know, Jeff then goes on to like ask a little bit, like, oh, what does that feel seeing, you know, this young guy like step off right away? And he, Keith's like, how old are you, John? And John's like 26 and Keith goes 26. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, One, I,
1: "Heck, I'm 53."
0: Right. So, Missy steps down next. And this is the thing. If you're going to step da- like if you're going to step down, wait for the plate of freaking food because the next thing you know, Jeff brings out more food. It is a I wonder plate.
1: I wonder if they do that on purpose though. Oh, yeah, to be like, oh, this could be you. Like, maybe, like, Missy was like, I don't know why she didn't say something. I don't know.
0: You might not know.
1: It might just happen. That's true, but I don't know. I feel like it's conveniently timed. Like, oh, another person down. Oh, let's
0: bring out more food. Mm -hmm. This next plate, I'll be honest, it got me. It was a plate of chocolate chip cookies and two cold glasses of milk and sorry I should have mentioned right before this somebody asked the question oh if two people step down can do they share the food and Jeff says it's funny that you asked that question because I hear I have a plate with two glasses of milk and immediately immediately Baylor and Jacqueline drop how many cookies I wasn't really looking how many
1: cookies was it
0: it looked like four okay Um. I mean, I guess
1: if you know you, if you know you have, you don't have that much left to give, I guess you might as well
0: get fed. I love, it's funny. We're talking about soda earlier. (laughs) This is like the beverage episode. I would say kind of up until recently, I'm starting to get out of it, but growing up and in my early adulthood, I would say that I drank more milk than the average person. Like, I don't think the, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, I don't think the average person has like a glass of milk just because
1: yeah it's i I don't think it's a very typical thing. I've very randomly had a glass of milk, but I can count the times on like one hand, probably
0: i I see this this got me because I love milk as a beverage again, i've I've been kind of getting out of it mostly because uh oh my god I'm like really putting that shit on blast right now, <laughs> but he he is like lactose he's not he doesn't call it lactose intolerant because it's not like a you know some people it's like very severe it's more like lactose unfriendly so yeah it's like we have more like almond milk and shit like that which isn't to me the same as like a glass and not only would I drink glasses of milk on the regular but I was drinking glasses of whole milk oh see not that's even percent
1: I don't want like. We have skim milk in my house.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: really use that much milk. So I put half and half in my coffee. So right. we only have skim milk. So if I'm going to drink milk, it needs to it needs to be like 2% or something, at least not skim. But a whole yeah, A glass of whole milk sounds like a nice treat, like nice and creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Sometimes if I actually do if, say, OK, say I want to dip cookies in milk. I will take the skim milk that we have and I will like pour like some in a cup and then I top it off with half and half to like Oh my tur-
0: god to
1: turn it into like two percent. Cause if you only put like a splash of half and half in it, it's just it's all about fat content. That's all it is. It turns your skim milk into like regular milk.
0: Uh huh. Very understandable. Blown. Yeah. Okay.
1: Where where were we?
0: Food, beverages. Well- we're, you know, they're just kind of panning to everybody hanging in there. And I, I just had a quick note that I love that Keith truly gives his all at every challenge. He does. Jeff brings out the next item, and it's a plate of chicken wings and beer. And who drops for it? Good old Wesley. That's, I mean, what would you expect? Mm-hmm. I feel like
1: he likes to have himself a drink. He likes to have himself some tacos. Why would wings be any different?
0: He he mentions a little later that he oh. once participated in a nugget eating contest and he ate fifty eight chicken nuggets in five minutes.
1: That's like that's intense. I love chicken nuggets, but I I don't know if I can
0: I don't know if I could do all that. Dude, that would be eleven nuggets in one minute. Well, eleven point six.
1: Yeah. So like. Wow, more than a ten piece in a minute times five. Wow,
0: isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah,
0: oof. It was a it was a pretty comical moment, I would yeah. say. Okay. Uh, okay, so at this point, we have Keith, Natalie, Alec, and Reed left, and Keith says Natalie is the only one. On her in her alliance, that's like fighting for her team, and everyone else is basically fighting for their lives, right? Like, you have yeah. Keith, Alec, and Reed that are up on the chopping block, and then somebody makes the point of, like, oh, well, like West dropped, <laughs> and Keith is like, yeah, I'm gonna have to have a little father son talk with him. Yeah. We get some shots of John licking his candy plate clean, we get a pretty gross shot of. Keith's feet which have turned purple oh at this point Keith drops we got three remaining and Alec drops Mm -hmm. so now we have Reed versus Natalie um there's some some pretty like random I get the editing here there's just so so many random moments we get a a pretty funny moment where Reed spits and then Natalie tries to spit too but it just dribbles down her face poor thing
1: It, like it's on her shirt, I'm pretty sure. That I, that that would be me. She, she's like, I'm not good at spitting. I'm like, me either.
0: Wes taking a break from his chicken wings, he asked Jeff, he's like, Oh yeah, I saw you in the, the, the show, The Two and a Half Men, where you're you're naked and uh and Jeff's like, Yep, naked and cooking bacon and then Wes is like, I love that show.
1: Yeah. Just a little, you know, comic relief there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we, we talked about that, I believe, in our I wanna say our episode with Gabby and Buddy, uh, where Jeff did that little cameo. Anyway yeah. So this was an interesting moment because Natalie says that she'll come down for food. She's like, I want pizza, wings, water, beer, something. And then Jeff brings exactly that out. And it's like like
1: a sampler. Yeah. And it looks good.
0: Natalie kind of looks over at Reed and she's like, how much longer are you going to go? And I love this moment. He winks at her. Oh, my God. It was awesome. It's funny. It's so good. Natalie steps down. She gets her sampler platter of food and Reed wins immunity. Natalie is on her knees at this point because she she can barely walk. It's been like hours at this point. Yeah. Jeff's like, she can smell that
1: food, but Mm -hmm. like, can she get to it? You seriously, like he was like, Natalie collapses, I think. Yeah. Or crumbles, crumbles is what he said. It's true. Like your body is just
0: spent at that point. Yeah. Reed steps down and for a minute. It looks like he can't move. But then he just gets into this perfect split. A split of triumph, I
1: would call it. Seriously, it's epic. And then instead of having to come over, I mean, I'm sure he's spent too. He's just, he's hes smart. He's stretching. He's stretching yeah. those muscles. But then, you know, instead of uh, him coming to get his necklace, Jeff walks over and and places it around his neck while still in the full split. Very triumphant.
0: Right. Natalie goes, see this fool? Like, I think it was a really smart move on Natalie's point. She has to know there's no way she's gonna beat Reed, this guy who's doing like a full out split right now. And she is like, if I'm gonna drop, I may as well get some protein, I may as well get some sustenance. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Oh, definitely. That was
1: a smart choice. Because that's the thing. You could tell like she was struggling and he wasn't. So What's the point of just staying up there to lose when I mean, you could at least get something out of it?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So we wrap up the challenge. So I, I noted that Alec finally got a interview, a confessional, but I, I didn't write down what he said because it felt irrelevant.
1: Yeah. I, nothing's jumping out at me. So I don't remember what he said either.
0: But so first we see Missy and John talk and John says, I don't think they're voting with us. And by by them, he, you know, means like Wes, Keith, Alec. And Missy says, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, they get into a conversation with Alec who pops up and and John's like, you know, he's trying to suss out if Alec is actually on his side. And Alec says, I'm 100 percent down. And John says, all right, well, this is where we build trust. Yeah. Title of the episode. So title. Yeah. Um. Which is like
1: I, I didn't personally find Alec like, very convincing, but again, John, all. like Jeremy said before, like I mean, John's not a good liar, and I guess he's clearly not the best at like sussing out bullshit either.
0: Mm-hmm. John says that this is the first tribal where he is not controlling the shot. And he, you know, he's, he still wants to hold on to that immunity idol for him or Jacqueline down the road. And, you know, hopefully he can continue to do so because he feels reassured after his conversation with Alec. That's about all we see of the conversations back at camp before getting to tribal. Usually we have more, more time for this, but this episode, we do not. We Mm -hmm. get into tribal, we see Josh and Jeremy looking fresh as hell. Mm -hmm. chilling on Ponderosa. I will say that's a Ponderosa I would love to be at, like, with Josh and with Jeremy. That sounds like a great time.
1: That would be fun. But then, like, I don't know, eventually... uh, I feel like everyone that's left in the game would be okay to hang out with, actually. I'm sure we would all have fun. I was going to say, eventually someone's going to show up. Like, Yeah, I
0: just just mean, like, for an intimate group. Like, that's that's a good pair to have. I mean,
1: as long as John Rocker's not there, we're fine.
0: Right. There's the... The conversation at this tribal, there's a lot of leading the witness that's happening. Mm. Jeff is like, All right, not a single idol has been played, so y'all must really trust each other. Like, at one point, he says something like, You can't get to the end if you don't survive every single tribal. And I was like, Well, yeah, duh. That's it's called
1: the- survivor, Jeff. <laughs> yeah,
0: we get it. Natalie chimes in, and she says, "The thing about idols is it's it's about timing. Like they can be a blessing and a curse because you want to use it right and you don't want to go home with a souvenir and t- totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. is this the point where we're talking to Reed? Next? Yeah, we're talking to Reed. He makes a really, really good point. He says, the five people who stepped down for food at the at the challenge, They felt comfortable because they're in that core alliance. However, because Wes stepped down, maybe that must mean that Wes has an idol too. And basically what Reed is trying to do is, you know, he's acting. He's trying to convince that core alliance of John and Jacqueline that he's looking at, at Wes and Keith. However, he does his job a little bit too well because then Keith starts scrambling. Oh, dude, when I watched this, it brought back, like, sometimes I get deja vu where I remember when I saw it for the first time. And I was like, Keith, no, 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 no.
1: Oh, my God. And I feel like this isn't the first. This is not the first time he's done this. And I cannot remember if it was this season or... I, since we started watching this season on my own, I've watched um, Second Chances where Keith returns. So I can't, this is Keith. No,
0: no, Keith, no. You're giving away too much information. (laughs) Here's, Here's what happens is basically Keith kind of misses the fact that Reed is acting like Reed is embellishing. And he says, well, let's just stick to the plan. And he basically looks right at Reed when he says it. And this tips off. Natalie Jacqueline and John that something's going on and you see do you see Reed pleading with Natalie don't get paranoid don't get paranoid we see Natalie looking at John Jacqueline going do we trust him Ashley is this the first time that we see tribal whispering happening no it's um we we've we've
1: actually we have talked about this before it it was it was a couple months ago but okay it actually, the first tribal whispering is when I don't want to say spoilers because we, we might do the season next, but I think it's during season 26, fans versus favorites, where Got there's it. like real, like straight out whispering.
0: Mm-hmm. This is, this is some, they're scrambling though, and it's like, Keith fucked this up. Keith, ugh! it's so frustrating. I can't compose myself.
1: feel like,
0: I don't know what I'm going to do. It's, it's chaos. it's chaos! The best laid plans! Everything!
1: I know. Oh, God. It's, like, oh. hard. I'm, I am mad at Keith, but he just, like, it reminds me when I yell at my dad, and then I feel guilty, so, like, I'll forgive him, but Keith, you really fucked up this time, yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah, 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 Uh, God, okay, so... At, at this
1: well... point, though, Jacqueline... Okay, because as we know, it's three of... Three of them are supposed to be voting for Keith. And then four. I don't know how the division. They're splitting the b- votes between Keith or Wes. Mm-hmm. So Jacqueline, Alec. Well, supposedly Alec and Reed. So Jacqueline, John, Natalie, Missy, and Baylor, those five. And then add Alec and Reed. They all know who they are supposed to vote for. So Jacqueline says keep the same, we will go with you guys. So I I, I can't remember the division of who's voting for who and what that Mm -hmm. means, but she's saying whoever she and her group are supposed to vote for, they're going to go ahead and vote for the other person. And I think John puts the kibosh on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and so, I, I think, and Jacqueline's kind of like, whatever, like, okay, they're still going to continue to split it. Then Baylor uses a, some kind of analogy about a funhouse mirror I quite mm-hmm. don't, I don't really,
0: I don't really understand. She's basically, um, she's basically trying to make the point that there's a lot of different realities to be perceived right now, and that it's very confusing to look at. Okay. You, <sighs> it's, you, you yeah. said it better than her. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm open for a casting call if anyone's interested, but... It's Yeah, it's confusing, and we get to the vote, and we don't really know what's going to happen. After the votes, at one point, Natalie looks at John, and she's like, play your idol, man. Play your idol. And he's is, he is like, are you sure? And she's like, do you?
1: I wonder. Oh, I we know what her plan is, actually. I was going to say, she wants John gone anyway. Why is she encouraging it? But I guess, worst case, the idol is flushed from him, and then she can still have her, her numbers in some way. I don't know.
0: Right. She wanted a She wanted a guy out, but I think there was no way for her. If Reed wasn't an option to vote out, there was no way for her to successfully get John out now without her getting a huge target on her back from Missy, Baylor and Jacqueline. Right. So I think probably in her mind, she's like, if we get rid of Wes or Keith, we flush that idol one guy one guy less and then we're in a pretty good spot to take out john next week maybe is what i have to
1: this would be good though because he would be gone with no blood on her hands though because she didn't she voted with him not against him and if she didn't encourage him to play his idol then the problem's eliminated he's gone and she didn't even have to do any dirty work
0: yeah but i (laughs) I think it's like natalie's a very loyal person and i think she probably Uh still does feel some allegiance to that group okay
1: yeah that's fair
0: that has to be it. So then, damn it, John does play his idol. And Reed's beautiful plan that he orchestrated is totally foiled. And then Keith pulls his idol out. And he kind of goes up to Wesley and, like, offers it. Like, do you want this? Which was, like, just Aww. such a sweet little father moment. Oh, I my know. heart.
1: Then Wes is like, no, you got it, I think. Yeah. Just yeah. Sweet, you know. Yeah.
0: So then, you know, Keith Mutual goes Mutual into- respect. Yeah, Keith goes and he plays it for himself. And then we read the votes and it goes, John will not count. John will not count. John, Keith will not count. Keith, John, Keith. And then Wes. I'm like, oh. And then a a second vote for Wes, only two votes, but that's going to be enough to do it. Wes is going to go home and he goes home him and Keith do a sweet little fist bump Uh it was just it was sweet but the the moment that that really made me smile was John looks at Reed and he goes you sly dog you and then Reed's like good job I I like moments like that where people aren't super bitter like they're they're both kind of acknowledging like oh you did a good job like that was sneaky Mm -hmm. like I, I I just love moments like that where people aren't, you know, they understand that it's a game. No, I,
1: I mean, I agree.
0: It's that's it is a game, you know,
1: you're like Reed's name wouldn't have been written down if he didn't have immunity, you know, like can't get you hung up on it. You're going to screw this person over just like they would do the same to you.
0: Right. Then we see a little bit of they're they're kind of trying to figure out what happened. Natalie and Baylor are like, okay, so Alec and Reed voted for John. Yeah. So there you have it. I think next episode there it's going to be pretty illuminating when they realize that. All right, well, like they don't have Alec anymore, and if if I'm John and Jacqueline, I don't have an idol anymore. I'm starting to feel worried, right?
1: Definitely. I do think it's notable. One thing I did want to point out is when Keith handed his idol to Jeff, he had never even unwrapped it. Like, oh. He did not open it. And Jeff's like, how do you know it's real? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm just
0: taking a chance. Oh my God. I didn't even pick up on that, but that's so precious. <laughs> he
1: never even unwrapped it, tried it on, you know? <laughs> like,
0: it's so precious.
1: Yeah. Oh man. but
0: It was it that... was good gameplay because John and Keith both, I mean, it was good gameplay in the sense that like, it, it was good. They they used their idols at the right time when they yeah. needed to. And by the way, if I'm John, I also would be so grateful to Natalie, who was like, "You need to," who picked up on yeah. what was happening, had this gut sense, and was like, "You better play your idol."
1: Yeah, and I think he is. I think I'm pretty sure, like John, will continue to show allegiance to Natalie um, right. for as long as he remains in the game.
0: Who do you think is the MVP of this episode, Ashley?
1: Oh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes, you know, while I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fire. Yeah, this person's MVP. And today I wasn't even thinking about it. So let's see. Let me let me just think. I mean, I mean, you got to give. Okay, even though Keith did correctly play his idol, he's off the table because he ruined the plan. Yeah. So sorry, Keith. Um. We have well, to give some props to Reed for winning immunity when he needed it and creating a beautiful plan. It's not his fault that it got screwed up.
0: Right. It was very well done. I would also say Natalie. Like, Natalie, she, she is, she's showing a real strategic way of thinking once she found the idol, which is yeah. great. That's fantastic. But I also just love the fact that she knew she was going to, she wasn't going to win the challenge. And she was smart enough to ask for food before stepping down. And then I also love the fact that she, you know, regardless of, I think I, I, I agree. I think she probably should have been like, no, John, you don't need to play your idol. And then she could have gotten no. him out. But the fact that she, she did obviously have, has a plan there. And she was, smart enough to tell him to play his idol and then save him.
1: Well, also too, it would be very easy for her because really, if you think about it, there are nine of them, correct? That sounds right. Couldn't she have easily just jumped ship and been like, fuck you guys. You blindsided me on the Jeremy thing. You, four, you two couples can stay together and I will go over there with Keith, Wes, Alec and Reed. Like I'm jumping ship. We are five. You are four. Good luck. You know, she could have done that, but in order to preserve her relationship with those other people in her alliance, she didn't. And she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna temporarily shelf this John thing. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my revenge. I will, I will, I will avenge Jeremy eventually. But you know what? I'm, I think it's smarter to stay where I am and let things play out. So I think that that takes some, that takes some restraint and takes some thinking, because like to not be too emotional and just be like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll give Natalie an MVP, too.
0: For sure. And I think the thing that we we don't often touch on both on this podcast, but even just the series anymore. And again, I sorry, I say this every single episode, but just because I'm rewatching these old seasons, it's so fresh in my mind that a lot of the gameplay back then was wanting to preserve the friendships and the relationships because you knew that those people being voted out were going to become your jury and you wanted them to like you. Now that's not as much of a thing because the jury has for, for a lot of people, they've moved past, you know, being hurt or backstabbed because they respect gameplay over, Mm. you know, Oh, they form these social relationships with me. They're like willing to let bygones be bygones or whatever. But I think because it's a loved one's or not a loved one, it's blood versus water, where you have these loved ones out there, there is that element of wanting to preserve the friendships because people, I think, are willing to forgive themselves being backstabbed, but they're not willing to forgive you backstabbing their loved one, right? So I think Natalie realizes, like, if she she were to vote out John, Jacqueline's still in the game, and she's going to be pissed. So I think that that's kind of why maybe there's more of that element in play.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Whew. What an what an episode. That was great. Yeah. I will say
1: I'm looking forward to next week because I I just can't possibly understand what this is in reference to. I'm pretty sure that the title next week is kind of it's kind of like cream cheese. Yeah. So like I I'm looking forward to finding out what is kind of like cream cheese.
0: I'm i d- I'm dying to know. I have yeah. no clue either. But yeah, we, we will find out next week. We sure will. Should we get to our luxury item segment?
1: Sounds good to me. You want to kick it off? I feel like I, we have a mutual luxury item. That, oh, you yeah, know. we
0: do. We do. So again, if you're new here, I mentioned at the top of the episode, but this is where we share TV shows, books, movies, whatever. It can be inside Survivor, it can be outside Survivor, just things that we've been enjoying, things that have caught our eye, whatever you want this week. Okay. Yes. We're going to start out. We have a shared luxury item. If you are here for like survivor only, I mean, we spent like 20 minutes on soda. So I assume that, you know, that we like to talk about other stuff too. But if, again, if you're just here for survivor, feel free to tune out, whatever. But, we're gonna talk about a new reality competition show that I've been loving. It's called Dancing with the Stars. You may have heard of it.
1: Yeah, right? A new a new to us reality competition show. I know I it's a okay. But... Oh, I, I have a I have a history with Dancing with the Stars. And that history is that I've actually seen like I don't wanna say a lot. I've never sat down and watched a season of Dancing with the Stars. However, my mom watches it. So I've seen the show before. Like, you know what I mean? I'm kind of, I know what it's about roughly. I just never gave it the chance to actually, you know, tune in week after week and like root for someone or care. But I will say they just had such a good lineup and I was intrigued. And then you, you were intrigued. What made you want to start watching it?
0: Okay. So I have never watched a season of dancing at the stars before. And I would see clips like, When the actor who played Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on and he did like the Carlton dance in one of his dances. Like I watched that YouTube clip when Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette was on last season and she danced to Taylor Swift's Lover. I watched that clip, but I've never watched a season. But okay, so here's why I wanted to watch this season. One. Yeah, the lineup caught my eye, but mostly. Well, there's a second reason, too. Okay, so I'll I'll go in order. The lineup caught my eye. We have Nelly. We have Carol fucking Baskin. What? We have Monica from Cheer. We have Caitlin Bristow. And, you know, if, if you've been with us for a while, you know that Ashley and I are both huge Bachelor and Bachelorette fans. Caitlin Bristow was one of my favorite Bachelorettes ever. I love how she keeps it real. I love following her on Instagram. And there was, like, this whole fucked up thing where when her Bachelorette season aired... There is this whole precedent for like the bachelor and bachelorettes going on dancing with the stars next. And she was not asked to go on the show. Pretty much. We know this to be true because she had a controversial season because she had sex with one of the guys before the fantasy suites and America sh- slut shamed her, which is so wrong and fucked up. And she wasn't asked to go on the show. ABC, Yeah. And ABC didn't like do right by her. And yeah. you know, like it might've
1: been, America. And by that I mean just annoying people on Twitter I guess. So, commenting about it. But ABC did not do right by her. And what's even more fucked up is the guy that she slept with on her season who ended up going on to be The Bachelor. He got to go on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, so what so the hell so, what the fuck is up with that? So she's yeah, and, wrong. So yeah, I, I, it's, believe it or not I think it takes two people to have sex.
0: Yeah. Two so, to, I mean, tango. It, it, two to least, tango if you will.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah that was fucked up
0: she finally got to go on the show and I wanted to support Caitlin because I wanted to be like, this is who America wants to see. This is my America. So I I was intrigued about the lineup. I wanted to support. Even Caitlin. though,
1: even though she's Canadian. <laughs> Just sure, big sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, and, yeah. and okay. So also I wanted, you know, with survivor not being on, I, I miss, I love a binge watch. Don't get me wrong, but I miss tuning in weekly for something. I miss having the weekly ritual, of I'm going to sit down and watch a show. You know what I mean? Also, um, little known fact, maybe, but my husband and I, for a while, we haven't been keeping it up during a stay-at-home times. But we we took ballroom dancing lessons for for about three year two two years two or three years actually I guess probably close to three. So we and en- we enjoy watching it. And I just decided I was gonna I was gonna watch it. I was gonna give it a shot. And, you know, I I made no promises to myself or anyone to, like, watch the whole season. But the first episode, I was hooked. I was like, this is great. I love this. It's fun. It's, I don't know, it's nice. Like,
1: I don't know why I was so, I never gave it the time of day before because I have, you know what? I think sometimes my mom will watch, like, a lot of stuff that's, like, very, by questionable, I mean, like, this is stupid. Like, she watches, she doesn't really watch any scripted TV. She pretty much just watches, like, reality TV for the most part, like, be it a competition or The Real Housewives. So, um, I don't know, like, I'm, my mom liking something isn't an, an endorsement to me. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> I mean, I will say she does, she clearly does have some good taste because she watches Survivor with me every week, but I just never really felt the need to watch it. But you know what? This lineup was kind of, and enough for me. I was like, you know what? I want to support Caitlyn. But then we have Neve from Catfish, who's doing such a yes. good job, and Justina Machado, who oh. I know her mostly from. She is in Jane the Virgin, which is a very like I don't want to say underrated because it was very like critically acclaimed. But I don't know that many people that watch Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good show. It's on um it's it's on Netflix right now. Uh, but she was on that, so that's how I know her. But she's in uh, that show. I know
0: her from. I know her from Six Feet Under.
1: Um, I haven't seen that. It's
0: a good but, show. It's HBO.
1: Yeah, I, I I've heard of it. I I do have HBO. I could watch it. Um, what's his face in it? Peter Krause and uh,
0: Michael C. Uh, Hall.
1: Thank you. I I was like Dexter. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> his name. yeah. Um, Dancing
0: with the Stars is delightful.
1: Yeah. So it's fun. It's it's fun. Yeah. I mean, and also, too, we can get a little emotional when they're like, oh, like, I love my wife. Like, you know, AJ, like, AJ, that Bec- oh, we have a Backstreet Boy. Yeah. Like,
0: Guys, this have... season is fire. It, yeah. What's really nice is, like, Matt, because I, I, so I started watching it, and Matt had, he was, he was doing something else, and then he came in, you know, maybe a little bit of the way, maybe we're halfway, a quarter through, and yeah, you know how it can go. He sits down, he's like, oh, what a dumb show. And then before I know it, he is like, his footwork could be better. His arms were dropping. He's going to get three fives. And Matt, I'm telling you, he can predict the exact feedback and scores that the judges are going to give. Wow. So now it's like the thing that we watch together and we like, you know, make a snack. Maybe we have a drink and we watch Dancing with the Stars. And it's fun because then like you and I text each other. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Brian, friend of the show, like he watches it too, I think. Or if he hasn't, if he doesn't, he's going to, I don't know. But like, it's, it's really fun. I, okay. One of my favorite moments was when we were texting each other and we were like, um, is Nellie like super hot? Nellie. Yeah, and you told me Nellie's 45. Like Nellie can get it. Nellie looks amazing because it's not that he wasn't hot before, but you know, like, call me crazy. The band aid on the face just didn't like do it for me. Yeah. But now, like, he he certainly still has like his own style, but it's a little bit toned down, I guess I would say. Yeah. And you know, I would just say like he's one of those guys who you, you, gets better with age, right? Like he just. Oh, yeah. Is like a handsome man with this swagger. Like I loved um, in the first episode of Dancing with the Stars, he they first of all they danced to his song uh, Ride with Me, and he was like kind of weird but okay. But he wore sneakers, and the judges were like, Dude, you need to get yourself some dancing shoes because it's gonna help your footwork a lot. And then in week two, he got dancing shoes, but they looked like sneakers. They were like custom, right? Yeah. It was was just, like,
1: there's some, like, dramatic moments, like, because I follow Caitlin Bristow on Instagram, Mm. and I know she's been icing her feet, like, every day. And then going up to it, it's like, Caitlin may not be able to dance tonight. She injured herself. And then, like, will she or won't she? And then she did, and she got great scores. It was very exciting. One thing I will say is there is some controversy because Tom Bergeron, um, which I don't really know much about him besides being the host of Dancing with the Stars, but he's been the host since... The show started, so that that's been a really long time. So he was just kind of let go and replaced with Tyra Banks and and um Aaron Andrews. Is that the other person?
0: I don't know, dude. I'm not familiar with
1: anybody who's not on this season. Okay, well the two hosts, like she. Oh my god, I I'm so bad with names sometimes. Yeah, so she she and Tom were the hosts. Tom's been the host. She I I believe she competed and then ended up coming on as like a second host it would be interesting. Like Tom would be standing like on the floor and she would be standing off to the side, like talking to the next person that would be going on. Cause like what I've seen with my mom and they ended up just dropping both of them and replacing them with Tyra. And they were like touting this change in direction. The show you haven't really seen it before. It's there's nothing different about it. It's like same set, same stage, same thing, except for, I'm sorry, Tyra is not as good at hosting as him. Like, it's I, I I just I'm not loving her as a host, but I think maybe because you hadn't seen it before, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like she's kind Tom kind of focused on the dancers, and I feel like she's kind of
0: distracting. See, yeah, somebody totally new to it. I don't really have an issue with it to me, like the the banter it, it it's not I like watching the dances. I like seeing the scores that's what's interesting to me. I don't, it it doesn't, it doesn't uh, make or break it for me, Tyra.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, again too, that is what I'm here for, but I'm kind of just not understanding because if you're, if you're going to abruptly drop your two like hosts that people love and it's not like, and I understand like maybe if if the host was, you know, if things were getting stale, things were getting crusty or if the host maybe was like problematic in some way, He actually, and I wonder if this had anything to do with it, um, he actually kind of called them out publicly for having um, Sean Spicer as a contestant. Oh. And so I don't know if if they did, but it's, it's so weird because they're trying to, you know, with ABC, you know, who they, they also have the bachelor shows. They're trying to, you know, be more diverse and stuff and like, and be better in that respect. But you're going to have Sean Spicer come on. And then. Right. I don't know. Tom's going to call you out. And then you're going to give him the axe. I, I just I just don't know. I guess I, I don't know what their aim is. And the, and I think it was. I think it came as a shock to the two hosts too. I don't mm-hmm. think that it was in the works. I think they were very surprised by it. And America was surprised. And didn't react well. So I don't know. That's just one thing that I'm not sold on. I'm not like loving that change. But I'm really loving a lot of the contestants this season.
0: So, who are you rooting for so far?
1: Um, my, I mean, I'm rooting for Caitlyn because I, I'm so glad she's finally getting this chance that was, you know, taken away from her many years ago because people suck and they slut shamed her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm really, I think Neve is very charismatic. Yeah. And Neve
0: like, is great. That chest hair. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like
1: he's like doing a good job with the dancing, but he has a huge smile on his yeah. face the whole time. Like, I feel like he's doing a good job and Justina is amazing. Like Dude,
0: I'm, I'm right there with you. Justina is so fun to watch because here's, here's the thing. I too went into it rooting for Caitlin and Neve. What I will say is Caitlin has a professional dancing background and I, you know, again, I think it's I, the people I like are the same reasons I like the people I like in Survivor. I like the underdogs. What I love about Justina is obviously she's a she's an actress, she's a performer, she has raw talent. But I like that she looks like she is somebody learning dancing for the first time and excelling yeah. at it and yeah I mean, what's funny is matt and i watch this together and we're like "Well, how do they how are they this good after two weeks and it's like it's important to keep in mind that this is their job right now these people are spending eight hours a day learning how to dance
1: yeah but no she's doing great also i mean gotta root for nelly too
0: i love nelly and yeah oh god I i love them all like Bryan Davis, the football player, is really fun to watch. Johnny Weir, the Olympic ice skater, he's really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and I will say,
1: also too, kind of the Carol Baskin choice is, is kind of questionable. Like that they yeah. had had her on. I, I know. mean, that's for they're doing that for ratings for viewers. Yeah, exactly. Who I I was with um I went to dinner with with my friend Molly and um her friend and cousin-in-law lauren and they actually they actually watch it and they were they were pissed about carol baskin and i was like oh well you know this is my first time going into it and they were like they just want ratings i'm like yeah you know what like that is true but i guess that's not going to deter me because i'm here to watch the other people i don't and i don't honestly i don't like awkwardness and carol baskin's not good and she's just like kind of awkward as a person and then she might have killed her husband i don't know but it's i'm not she'll be gone soon
0: Right. right right yeah yeah, I love Nellie. I love that the, the backflips. AJ from Backstreet Boys is doing pretty good, too. It's just like yeah. it is it's it's a great show. If if you need something to fill the survivor void and, you know, first of all, I hope you turn to this podcast, but if you need something else, I hope that you'll consider watching Dancing with the Stars. It's going to work its way in here. I think we might maybe like for the finale or something, we might even do like a little mini and just, you know. Idle dance, yeah. idle dancing.
1: Yeah, no, it, it it's fun. It, it's kind of like in, unless you're someone that gets really super worked up about stuff and like you you're you're gonna get real invested. But I just think it's nice, like kind of mindless in my you know. It's it's yeah. just nice to watch That's people funny. dance and like the you know the music's good. It's
0: like the energy's good. I don't know. It's it's just fun. I love when somebody does an unexpected move, like when. Nellie did a backflip and I will literally, I was like, Ooh, like I just, I love being surprised, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good
1: old time. I recommend tuning in.
0: It's great. Is there anything else that you've been into? I have, I have one or two.
1: I started watching, I, w- I was pretty tired and I I was going to fall asleep. So I turned it off and I didn't get too far into it, but I started watching um season two of Pen15 on Hulu. It just um, premiered on the 18th.
0: Pen fifteen
1: is hilarious. Have you have you seen
0: the first season of Pen Fifteen? I haven't, but I you're not the first person I've heard endorse it. I've heard it's great, and Matt actually expressed interest in watching it too. So we might we might oh, give it a try.
1: My God, it is so funny. So okay, so these are two women in their early 30s, right? And they play like two kind of like not the coolest, like middle school best friends. In, like, I don't know, it's probably, like, the year 2000 or something. So, it's, like, based on the time they were actually in middle school. So, say they're, like, 32 or something now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's basically, like, when I or, like, close to when you were in middle school. So, it's them playing these middle schoolers. And then all of the, like, supporting characters, all the other middle schoolers that they interact with are actually, like, 13-year-olds and, like, 12-year-olds. Like, some of them, like, look super young. Some of them look a little older. But they're actually, like these actresses are actually 32 or something it's 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 just the humor and like the nostalgia is hilarious it's like so awkward at times but it's so funny like it it, i i i have trouble dealing with awkwardness sometimes but it's so awkward that you have to laugh you don't feel uncomfortable it's i i i can't do it justice you just need to watch it's on. it sounds
0: delight it sounds sounds like up my alley it's so funny something okay so, as I mentioned, I've been re-watching old seasons of Survivor. I recently finished Survivor Amazon, and I hated it. Like, it's some of these early seasons, and not some, probably all. God, it's so hard to watch because there's so much misogyny and, like, sexual harassment and just objectification of women that I, like, really long Shots of them like washing each other off in the pond. That's just like very, very sexualized, and just men being like, "Oh, like her, her boobs are awesome." Like, ugh. like yeah. it's just really fucking gross. And oh, wow. I and there was a lot of that in the in Survivor Amazon. And I just, oh god, I I, I watch it all because I'm trying to watch all these seasons so that I can be the best idol chatter host that I can be. But it's been
1: yeah hard. it is I mean, at least I guess we have to give the show some credit
0: that I mean ugh, well, no, no no, yeah, we you see a clear evolution, but it it's and it, it it's just hard to watch it now and remember that it was a different time, and people didn't know, and i i I want to give people the space to learn.
1: I don't know, I guess the difference is before it was just like definitely a boys will be boys like mentality. Like this is normal. This is what guys are supposed to do. And like, it happens. It's okay. But it's hard to say too, with season 39, with the Dan, Kelly, et cetera thing. Like, I mean, eventually they did take action, but it wasn't, they didn't handle that the best that they could either. And like, don't get me started on like other things Mm -hmm. like the diversity issue and stuff. But at least maybe they've made a tiny bit of progress. Right, right. I don't know, but but yeah. and and
0: so so the the other thing is you know watching these early seasons if you're somebody who's new to the show, what you might not know is that in these early seasons there's not a ton of twists. You know now it's like we have Survivor money and certain we idols and, and and all these twists and themes, but they they don't really have that. You're just people on an island trying to get by, trying to boil water and you're your and find food. However, I just started Survivor season seven, oh. Pearl Islands, and holy shit, I love it! Like I was like, I I haven't watched any of these early seasons. Well, you know what? Africa, I I really did like. I really did like that because it's something different. Loved Ethan, but I okay, Pearl Islands is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The, the, there's the they they introduce this. Tw- it's not really a twist, but it's like. This theme of, um, you know, it's filmed in the obviously Pearl Islands in Panama, and it has this like pirate twist to it. Right. So like you, you like, for instance, after every reward challenge, the winning team gets to go to the other team's camp and pillage one item from them. And you have some survivor icons. We have Sandra. It's her first season. We have Rupert, who. Uh, I ha- I haven't watched this season before, and Rupert in this first season is delightful. You have Johnny Fairplay, you have Savage, who we see again. It's just, it's, it's. I, I'm having the bet. I'm having the best time, Ashley. Me and Matt are watching it together.
1: Yeah, it's- I. You make me want to go back and watch it.
0: It's it's really fun. There's it, again, it's like there's no idols yet, but there's this like pirate element. You have a lot of really fun things. Like at one point, one of the re- rewards is a sewing machine. Um, you have Rupert catching like 500 fish. They also have a twist where uh, at one point there's they think it's going to be a merge, but then what happens is everybody that's been voted out to that point comes back as a third tribe and two people from that tribe get to come back into the game.
1: I don't remember that at all. That sounds
0: amazing. Yeah, there's just it's, it's really fun and it's just I, I at one point they get they get clues to like a buried treasure and they dig up the treasure. Um it's just it's it's really it's really fun. There's there's a lot of funny moments. We we've, we've been enjoying watching it. It's a luxury item for sure. Survivor Pearl Islands season 7.
1: Every time like you tell me about one of these older seasons and I am always like I'm gonna go watch that right now. I mean, it is Sunday. I don't really have anything else to do. Yeah, I think that's it for me. I mean, I it's so hard. I bet I have watched something in the past. You know, because this it has been two weeks since we last recorded.
0: Yeah, I know. I have, and I've by the way, I've missed it so much. I I really missed recording last week. I know.
1: I know. Well, we're you know we're back on a schedule, so
0: yeah. You know, you don't, okay, you
1: don't have to miss me for too long.
0: I do have a third item, but I need oh, your opinion. Well, I need your I need your opinion and I can edit this out. This one's kinda heavy and I don't know if I want to ruin like our fun mood and also if you're trying to get going, I can save it for later. Oh,
1: I have nowhere to be. And you know what? We even if it's heavy, it's probably important, you know? Yeah,
0: I'm I'm nervous, honestly, actually. All right. Well, hey, worst case, you give it the little snip. Okay. So I've mentioned before, I think this has been a luxury in the past, but there's a podcast that I really enjoy. It's called Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Uh, he put it out maybe like a year or so ago, and it, it really has like skyrocketed to the top of the charts. It's like, you know, a format we've seen before where, you know, he is a celebrity and he's interviewing other celebrities. But I really love the way he talks to people and I love the conversations they have. They like they really go deep into like your childhood and like well, you, it, it's just like I've always really enjoyed the interviews. He did one recently with Ellen Pompeo and I love her from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And that was a really interesting episode to listen to. But the Wait. reason I... No, I just
1: I just want to say really quickly Armchair Expert actually. It's funny cuz I have not listened to that many episodes of it, but I cuz the thing about it too is um so I at random I picked an episode and he was um speaking with Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games and the two of them had actually worked on a movie Zathura. I don't know if you remember that, but like from it, it was like a kids movie about like outer space or something. I I never saw it. So He's like, oh yeah, J- you know Josh, like we worked together when you when you were a kid, and I remember your brother was obsessed with Yao Man from <laughs> from season fourteen of Survivor, and oh! when he also comes- so like they were talking. I was just it was like it was cracking up. I I probably listened to this before we started the podcast, but it was just such a funny little like connection to something I'm interested in. They were like, yeah, like all all he could talk about was Yao Man. I'm pretty sure that, like, there was something about like a Yao Man poster involved. Like he someone had a Yao Man poster hanging up, and. In- <sighs> So anyway, I I've, I've listened I've listened to the show and I, I also am a fan. I don't listen all the time, but
0: Yeah, it it just goes to show that uh, a Survivor is more popular than you might think. Yeah. Okay. So he had a recent episode that came out on Friday, a bonus episode called Day 7. And if you're not familiar with Dax Shepard or this podcast, a lot of what Dax talks about that, you know, seems to work its way into the episodes is his sobriety. Basically, he was, um, you know, an alcoholic and a drug addict, and he uh, had been sober for 16 years. He recently celebrated his 16-year anniversary sobriety birthday, I believe they call it. And this episode, day seven, is him talking about how he relapsed, and it's 40 minutes. It's just him and his co-host, Monica Padman. And it's just such a vulnerable episode. And they talked about, like, he didn't have a relapse with alcohol or cocaine, which was his drug of choice. But he had gotten, he, he, he basically talks about how periodically throughout his life, he he loves to, like, race motorcycles. So he tends to get in accidents from time to time. And they'll prescribe opiates or opio- opioids. I don't know which one is the correct okay. term. And he would end up kind of abusing them. But then, you know, six months later, he would like, like it would be fine. And he wouldn't count it as a slip because it's kind of this it's kind of this gray area. However, recently in the past few months, it happened again. But it started getting worse to the point that he had a prescription and his wife, Kristen Bell, or his friend and co-host Monica would like administer them. But then it got. To the point that he was like buying them, you know, on the street, like it wasn't a prescription and he was hiding it and he was being really shady and he, you know, basically realized like I need help and he, you know, is considering this a relapse and he's starting. He had 16 years and is starting from day one again. I think at this point he probably has on Friday was I think 11 days. So now he's probably at 12 or 13. Yeah. And again, not to get super heavy, but just uh, there's it resonated with me for two reasons. One, as somebody who's a podcaster, it was just a very real and vulnerable conversation. And that is what I want to do. Like i I do want it to be lighthearted. I do want to like talk about the plate of candy or keith's Keith's purple feet. But I also want want it to get real when it's appropriate to get real. So I, I loved that conversation from a podcasting standpoint, but also this is something that I don't really talk about like on Instagram or on the podcast, but I, I'm not an addict. I haven't been an addict, but I had a really close relationship with an addict and that's something I never really talk about because it's, it doesn't feel like it's my, sh- uh, that's not something to talk about publicly, like, you know, you know about it, but it's, yeah. it doesn't feel like my sh- story to share. And I wrote up this big, long Instagram post about it that I was going to put in my story. But then I was like, I just didn't get around to it because, again, it, it feels scary to talk about. But I was like, maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast like it's it's yeah. our show. I can do what I want. But it's I, I want to be super respectful and careful because if you're listening to the podcast and you have no idea who I am in real life, then this is harmless. But there are a lot of people who do listen, who are my friends, who've known me, For a long time who know exactly who I'm talking about and I just never it's never my intention to put that person on blast or drag them through the mud. However, it is something that I also went through. So basically all that to say this this episode of armchair expert day seven resonated with me so deeply as somebody who was close to someone who had an opioid addiction and Basically, it's Dax talking, but it's also Monica, his friend and business partner talking. And she's sharing her side of it, too. And she is like, yeah, like I knew something was going on. And he's, you know, he's basically like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I was gaslighting you. I was lying to you. I was making you feel crazy. And it, it just like sometimes I think I'm over it. And then I hear something like this and it just takes me right back there straight to my soul. And yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. It just like, you've if, like
1: felt what Monica is expressing that she felt.
0: Yeah. And that the thing that the thing that got to me this time is I just like, you know, I've, this is like a lot of I like worked out in therapy, but it's like at the time that I went through that, I had never heard the word gaslighting, right? Like I uh-huh. didn't have any of this language to know what I had experienced, right? Cause like, I was just like, oh, this person lied to me. But the thing is, is that gaslighting is different. Like a lie is being like, um, you know, if you were like, oh, did you do that thing? The person would be like, no, I didn't. That's a lie. But gaslighting, this is a very simplistic explanation is like, no, I didn't. And how dare you think that you're crazy for even suggesting that what's wrong with you. And it turns yeah. it, it, it takes, it's like a step further than lying. You know what I mean? And it, it really does make you feel fucking crazy. And there is like, I don't know, probably until I got therapy like a year ago that I had such a hard time like a harder time that I needed to be having because I hadn't untangled that yet. And I, it had, that situation had created this reality for me where I was questioning everything needlessly sure. because I had been made to feel like I couldn't trust my own thoughts that, that I was crazy. And it's just, that's, that's a really all I, again, I, I feel like so bad for bringing this up and thank you so much for like, saying that oh it's okay but no, it's I mean,
1: just... it, it is okay and i i actually i had heard about this episode too of armchair expert i i i can't remember where where i saw it, but i definitely wanted to check it out too it made
0: headlines for sure yeah
1: so i mean i think that's very powerful and it's something that like again like i haven't personally experienced but a lot of people out there and like some people mm-hmm. that are listening have too and so i mean i think it's important to talk about
0: yeah, I wanted to obviously it's like I love luxury items is maybe my favorite part of the show. I mean, I love talking about Survivor. I could talk about Survivor all day. But I also like I love talking about Dancing with the Stars, but I also I love keeping it joyful, but I also love keeping it real. And you know, obviously, like if we are a new show, we do have a small audience, but when I went through this, oh god, I would have fucking loved to hear that episode of Armchair Expert and I'm just saying, if that's something that resonates, if this is like feeling familiar to you at all, maybe check it out. Maybe not. If it feels triggering, Ugh, should have fucking put a trigger warning before I started this conversation. I'm sorry. I don't know. Anyway, that to say, I really enjoyed that episode and armchair expert. It's something that, like you said, like I kind of go in and out of, right. Like sometimes like I Right, I, you, when it first came out I was listening to like every episode because I was like even if I don't know this person I'm sure mm-hmm. this is going to be a good conversation now I just kind of check it out because they're long and as we've talked about before in um this COVID-19 world we're not spending as much time in the car so yeah. I don't have like a spare two hours to listen to every episode so I more so will just pop in when it's like Ellen Pompeo like somebody that I'm really interested in you yeah. know but this might have ignited me to, like, get back into it.
1: Yeah, I and I'm definitely going to go back and listen to that one. And, and it's funny because as you yeah. said that, you were like, oh, yeah, like it's been out for, like, a year. I'm like, I feel like it's longer. I wanted to know. So I'm, like, literally in there looking at all – because I like how he puts the guest name in the episode title <laughs> so I know what I'm getting into. But, yeah, there's a lot of great people on here. And I would really like yeah. to hear what, what they and he, Dax, have to
0: say. Dude, I'm, like, literally, like, I have hives and I'm shaking because that's how, like – Uncomfortable. I feel talking about it.
1: Oh my god. Well, I hope it was good for you to talk about it. It was.
0: It was. It was good. It's. It's just like it's really hard to like. I don't know to 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 feel comfortable talking about it in the way that I don't want to be disrespectful to the person, but I also want to feel comfortable being like, well, you know what? Like, it is my story too, and. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about things that involve anybody else that aren't like it's one thing for me to talk about Matt because he's my husband and I can be like, oh hey, by the way, I said this thing in the podcast. Hope you're cool with it. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. Can we can we find one other thing to like end this on a positive note? <laughs> like I'm trying to think of if I've watched anything else that's been. Oh, you know what, Ashley? Oh, what? When I so last weekend, the reason we didn't record, uh, you know why, but the, the the fans don't. I had a, a little like mini getaway with um, my friend Brian, friend of the show, guest on the show, um, our friend Samita, and then our friend Jocelyn, who also has recently gotten into Survivor, by the way. But anyway, sure. we had a little weekend getaway, and we started watching Real Housewives from day one.
1: Which wait, which New York? Or... We
0: started. We started with New York. We watched one or two episodes in New York from the beginning, and then another night we started Atlanta from the beginning. Oh. And I actually, because I, as I've mentioned, I know you've been on this Housewives journey. I've been interested in going on that journey too, but it felt daunting. But it's watching a lot. watching those early episodes, I really enjoyed it because they're so like they're so different than what it feels they. It like are a time capsule. It also feels yeah. like a time
1: capsule too, because like when you start New York, it's two thousand eight. It's crazy. It's like twelve years ago, and it's like, oh, like it's an interesting fashion choice he got there, or just like how 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 things are. Like, I feel like Twitter's re- like there. There's like a Twitter battle eventually, like, and it's like Twitter's re- new.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's really funny because like there's especially in New York, there's like more of an emphasis on the kids. And Brian was explaining to me that, like, I guess when this show, cause the show, because the first franchise of Real Housewives was Orange County, right? Yes. Yep. And so Brian was explaining to me that when uh, Real Housewives of New York started being filmed, it was being pitched as something called like Manhattan Moms or something. Like, it wasn't even mm-hmm. necessarily going to be a Real Housewives show. Mm. But then when they started, I guess, like putting it out there and circulating it, they were like, oh, this should this make sense to be like Real Housewives of New York. So in those like first couple episodes, it's like they like kind of get more into like the kids. You see, I haven't seen OC yet, so I didn't know that. But that's that's an interesting tidbit. I only know because Brian because Brian told me.
1: Thank you, Brian. I know sometimes I text since since you have not seen it and I'm glad you're going to start getting into it. I will text Brian sometimes about it. Yeah, I'll be like, I like this person, but I don't know. I feel like maybe she becomes a bitch. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it's I'm, I, I think I could see myself getting into it.
1: Yeah, it is. I will say I'm not pressuring myself because sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it. So I'm like, it's good because you can stop watching and not watch for a week and then just kind of pick up where you left off. How far are you in your journey? I am at the season four finale of New York. So how only, many
0: seasons are there total? Oh,
1: only eight more to catch up.
0: Oh, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean you're a third. Does that mean you're a third of the way through? I'm a yeah. third of the
1: way done, but there's so many other franchises. So yeah. it's like it is, it's it's a big undertaking, but I'm willing to do it.
0: Oh my god. I bet we could I bet we could both finish by the end of the year. Yeah. But no well, pressure. No pressure. Yeah. We got this. Oh well, this was such a fun conversation and Thank you for giving me the space to get to get real there, but oh, anyway. If you liked any part of this episode, if you're still oh, with us, I did go want to give
1: a survivor shout out too. This oh, week. please, please, just yeah, survivor shout
0: out Elaine,
1: <gasps> yeah, married, and there were so yes! many of our sur- Dk Chillin officiated.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love so... when they all get together. I know. I, yeah, it's so cute.
1: It's so it just like so like the game like. These people, like, really do become your family. Like, and it's funny because, like, even throughout the different seasons, who becomes friends? Because, like, Nick, I mean, well, I guess Nick and Elaine are both from Kentucky. So, th- like, they've become yeah. friends. But they weren't on the same season. And then Carl was there from Nick's season. Like, not on Elaine's season. So, it's, like, they just become a survivor family. I think
0: it's so sweet. <laughs> It's so cute. A big congratulations to Elaine and her wife, Tanya. The wedding looks really beautiful, too. Yeah. Very cute. Oh, my God. They wore Converse's. That's adorable. I know. I saw that. That was so cute. I love them. Elena, I hope, I really hope she comes back. She was such I, a, an iconic player.
1: I would love to see her come back. I, I was rooting for Elaine.
0: Yes. Do we have, oh, there was something else I saw in the survivor world that caught my eye. I'm, I'm trying to quick, very, very quickly go through my screenshots to see if I can pull it up. Oh, I know what it is. Um, Wendell Holland, one of my faves, he did a collaboration with Harriet's Bookshop, a black woman owned bookstore in Philly, and he, he did a, there's a before and after of he redid like the bookstore has like a little like patio behind it and he totally transformed it. And there is a before and after that is so good. You know, when oh. sometimes somebody like designs a space and it's a before and after and it's like not that different. Yeah. No, this is a night and day difference.
1: It's so funny. Cause I guess my cousin, Kim works in Philly and she, she sent me, she like uh, sent me the picture on Instagram and she was like, Oh look, look what Wendell did at the bookshop right by my job. Oh my God! yeah, I'm like, I know it's so amazing. I know it looks great. I would definitely like hang out back there and read a book. I love it. Yeah, good job, Wendell.
0: Nice job. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, again, we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a rating and a review it, it. It seems like I know whenever I hear somebody ask for this, I kind of put it on my mental to do list. And I'm like, I'll get to it later because like whatever, it's just like not my top priority. And I get that. But it really if you're a new show, if you're a small show, if you're an independent show, it makes a huge difference. You can also if you want some more idle chatter, you can follow us on Twitter at idle chatter pod. We are, I, I, I kind of tend to do most of the tweeting and I, as I'm watching rewatching Pearl islands, I've been tweeting some thoughts on that. I also will say, I know that another, uh, survivor podcast, uh, the purple rock podcast, they're doing Pearl islands as their rewatch. So I'm so yeah. excited to check out those episodes and you can also follow us on Instagram at idol chatter podcast. Lauren is
1: most of the Instagramming too, but I pop in occasionally. I feel like I feel like I do a little, but when I do, I, I feel like I try to make it count.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your 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 posts, your your shares are always really funny. Like you, you shared um was it was it Lauren's like TikTok dance?
1: Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I love it. I was yeah. here for it.
0: It was pretty funny. So, we're over there. We'd appreciate a follow. You can always DM us any questions that you might have for the show. We're happy to, you know, we'll, we'll sprinkle them in here and there on the episodes. But that's all. I I can't wait. Okay, so there's probably 14 episodes, right? So, we only have 4 more to go of this season. Oh, and wow. we're still we're still debating what we're going to do next. So, again, please let us know what you want to hear what season you want us to watch we're we're still we're still taking suggestions
1: yeah i in my heart i know what i want to do but i don't know if it's necessarily the best i don't know i there's so many <laughs> yeah
0: well let us know we need your input but otherwise i hope you all have a great last week of september is that right this last week of yeah september? it is and-
1: yeah we can do it, guys. We're we're almost to October. It's almost spooky season.
0: Oh, wait. I want to say one more thing, and I pr- I meant to say it at the beginning of the episode, but I just want to say, please, 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 please register to vote if you haven't. I'll put it in the show notes. It's so important. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And also vote Biden. Like, it's just we got to get we got to get Trump out of office. If this deters any Republican fans, I, f- I mean, it is what it is. You know by now. You know by now. Yeah, I think you know where we stand. But Yeah. yeah, please register to vote. It's so important. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.